Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the 80th edition of Cinema Effect. I'm Zach, and I'm joined by he will defend the amazing Spider-Man till the day he dies, Jaden. How do you feel about that? Because I've commented before that I wanted to get some more nicknames for you. That was that was a random attempt on my part. That's yeah, too you... long. Okay, I sort of yeah. thought that might be the charm of it, but no, I don't know. It's just just feels a bit cluttered. And, you know, okay, audio cluttered, cluttered. I don't know. Okay, okay. Do you want any nickname sort of in that vein to do with your love of Andrew? So I feel like it's one of those recurring narratives on the show, you know. Yeah, it it, it has become that, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Come come back to me next week, and I'll I'll spitball. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I definitely want to expand that for sure. But we've also got the man with many nicknames. One of which is Professor X himself, Liam. Hello. I think I said I was never going to use that one, but I just did. <laughs> so. Uh, Thank you. There's a first time for everything and a last time for everything, if you know what I mean. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Cinema Effect, the podcast where we review and talk about a different movie every single Monday. And this week, that movie is American Mary, which opened in the UK because that is the only place it got a theatrical wide release. On January 11th, 2013, it was directed by Jen and Sylvia Soska or Soska. It is a drama horror. And the synopsis tells us the allure of easy money sends Mary Mason, a medical student, into the world of underground surgeries, which ends up leaving more marks on her than her so-called freakish clients. Jaden, unleash, bro. Go for it. Yeah, this wasn't a movie for me. Uh, it's look, body horror and kind of gore is like my least favorite kind of horror. And for me to like it, it has to like... It has to be something exceptional or just like something really good, you know. This this is not it. Um, it feels like a CW production or just any kind of TV production, just with an R rating slapped onto it. You know, the, the way the sets are dressed and kind of the visiting like set the single locations multiple times, and then just the writing and direction in general, even the acting. It's, it's, it, there's a lot of shit I didn't like, and it's it's yeah. I mean, it's it's it. It was hard to watch because uh, yeah. Body horror is just not for me, but um, I just don't like the way the way the story goes either. The, uh, and, um, okay, Fitzy. I mean, I thought it was okay, despite like some bad like technical elements. Like the sound was really bad at some points. De- definitely, yeah. Like <laughs> I've never, I've never like I've never really had that problem with sound, except with like student films, and um, I thought the budget. With with this was a lot bigger, but it was very small. I found after the I saw it, so that makes a lot of sense. But um, I don't know. I thought it was engaging. Other than that, um, and some messy elements, like definitely, it, it definitely a bit CW-ish. But yeah, I didn't mind it. I guess. Um, I I checked afterwards, um, just to make sure. You know what I mean? I didn't want to make sure I was forgetting anything. This is the worst movie I've ever seen, 100%. No, undeniable, I promise you. It is a steaming pile of diarrhea. It's a piece of trash. I hate it. Um, I hate everything about it. <laughs> I I don't I don't know which one of you was. I can't remember who was responsible for this, but was it, was it Fitzy? <laughs> yes. yes. Um, it's truly awful, I think, and... 
bloody spitting everywhere because of it. It's uh, the question for me going into this here, and I'm you know always going to try and remain fair, but I'm going to be trying having. I'm looking forward to having this conversation and trying to come up with anything in my mind to not give this half a star. Um, to be totally honest, so that's where I'm at <laughs> with this movie uh, as of this moment. Racking the brain, racking the brain. You know, is there anything redeeming for me? Okay. Um, it's uh, it's it's shot and lit pretty adequately. Is that fair? Hmm. You know, like uh, to your point about the budget, Fitzy. It, it, it's it looks okay. You know, it looks like a competently made movie. It looks like people that have made movies made this movie, so that's good. I like that. Yes, I, I like think, that. I think Please. the lead performance is the only decent one. I think Catherine Isabel does a decent job at acting. I think everyone else around her, there's a lot of cringe del- line delivery and just kind of performance in general. Character moments are odd, but I think she does okay. Sure. Did you like her, Fitzy? Did you enjoy that? Oh, yeah, she was good. She was a standout, yeah, but... Like, she wasn't amazing, but she was definitely uh, better than everyone else, I guess. <laughs> she wasn't Meryl Streep, but, you know. I mean, sure. Uh, I-, I thought she was really bad, you know, but, but I don't know if that's her fault. Is she an actress that people know? Like, is she in things? I don't think I've ever seen her in my life. Uh, she was in a few things when I had a look. I, I don't okay. think she was anything. Really? Yeah. Was she like that one of the teenagers? She, she probably would have been in like a dead girl or something like that. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> she was oh, also God. in um the other uh, bad times at the El Royale. You've seen that, right? Yeah. Bad movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so she she's known. I guess that's good. Um. I just can't tell like how much of this. You know, is is her the material, whatever? But yeah, it's just everyone around her. You guys aren't wrong about that. It's just these really just terrible performances. Like I'd I'd like to sit here and say, oh, you know, oh, it was cheesy, it was goofy, it was fun. You know, like those other performances I'm talking about, but they just aren't. You know, like what were some of these choices? What what are some of the the accents and voices in this movie? Are like what? What was that? Like Beatrice? Who is that? What that that was a terrible performance. Who was that? You know, like and and friggin' these other people, like the friggin' pr- the the professor, whoever he was, or the one who I don't know, I don't know, I don't know their names. The guy, I think I watched this the most recently too. That's uh, that's saying something. <laughs> the, the friggin' surgeon, just awful. The friggin' cop. Oh, and who who could forget? Who could forget the main guy runs the club, you know? Just the worst. How about we get the audio out of the way? Okay. Was this the Amazon upload? Yeah, because I wasn't sure if it was like a like a like one of those things or if it was actually just genuinely horrible. I don't know. But Cause you watched right, that way too. It has that kind of student film kind of audio type thing. Well, it does at times. 
but like then you can't hear it later. So it's like, like sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's fine. No, I think it's pretty consistently bad. Did you? I watch mean, there are scenes where it's more obviously terrible, you know. <laughs> but like, like half the time you can't. It's fine, you know. Did you watch it with headphones on, Fitzy? Um. Yeah, but I also watched it on the TV. No, I okay. Because I because I okay. thought it might have been a TV problem, but obviously it wasn't. No, I um I thought it might have. I thought my headphones broke, and I had to switch back over to another app to listen to anything else. And uh, my headphones weren't broken, uh, evidently. Uh, yeah, it 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 was for me. I, I thought it was. I I never thought it let up. I thought it was just bad the whole time, which made me think it was like just an issue with the upload or something. But the fact that I, I you've you guys have seen way more student films than I have. If that is that like a quality that a lot of those have, like that. I don't know how to describe it. Like it sounds muffled and echoey. It sounds like they used the mic in the camera rather than like a boom, you know? <laughs> yes, it does. Which obviously I don't think they did do that, but no, it does just what it. That's what it sounds like. What, and that's like totally. where the, that's like in student films, like uh, I know that, that like for, for when I did mine at least, that's where the, the audio issues came from. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's hysterical. It's. I thought maybe because it also has that quality that you know if you were to slow down a film that the audio sort of changes in that way. So I thought I was thinking has Amazon got a, a speed feature? Is my friggin' video accidentally like slowed down to point seven five or something to make this happen? But uh, no, and it sounds I like the- it was all shot in like a pool, like an indoor pool. It sounds like it was shot inside. Like that's <laughs> it really does, man. It really does. I uh, I left the movie halfway. I watched half of it Thursday, half of it Friday, and when I came back to it, um, I was not looking forward to coming back to it. And uh, when I did, I for- I'd forgotten about the audio, and it was just one more thing to make me go, "Well, I've got uh, half of this movie left." You know? I honestly thought because when when I when I saw that you hadn't logged it by Friday, I was like, "He's probably watched like the first twenty minutes, and he's <laughs> given up on it, and he's not going to finish it. This is going to be the first film that he doesn't finish for the show." Yeah, no, I did. <laughs> I feel like that might happen one day. Although, actually, if it were ever going to happen, it would probably be this. And, and I did finish it. So, but yeah, I, I knew it was one of those things where I knew 30 minutes in that this is the worst movie I'd ever seen. Um, so I like had to, you know, like an hour and 10 minutes after that, you know, it just kept going. It just kept going. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how to do this, okay? We all know I struggle when I can't stand the movie with sort of guiding the the discussion a little bit. How about we talked about the the excessive – this is your least favourite sort of style of horror, Jaden, with the, the gore and the, the sort of grotesque nature of the of the visuals and, and, mm. and that sort of thing. Um, so I'm sure you loved when uh, Dr. Walsh was – hung up there in the, uh, in the garage i i can't stand that because oh dude it happens in like texas chainsaw like when they hang him from like the meat hooks and that's uh, like the worst thing because like it's uh, like that's like yeah no, that's like one thing i can't stand like at all like, <laughs> dude like that and like nail pulling the worst things in movie to ever exist yeah yeah i'd, I'd never seen anything like that and uh obviously obvi- like, this isn't so much an actual one of my thousands of critiques of the movie. This is just like this is obviously just the genre, the style of the content here. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty. It was a lot. 
it was a lot. He had a, when he had like snot all over his face, I went, Jesus Christ, I don't need to see this, you know, I don't need to see this. But uh, Fitzy, did you get, I don't know, did it, Did you get a kick out of it? Maybe it aroused you in some way, you know? Um, You don't have to respond to no, that. No, Zach, I didn't. <laughs> but um, I mean, I didn't like seeing it, I guess. Uh, I feel bad having to defend it because I was pretty indifferent to the whole movie, I guess. But Oh, I'm, yeah, I don't want to put you in that position necessarily. But No, but I'm kind of like... Feels like I'm by like, default. Yeah, by default I'm in that position. Mm. But um, oh, I liked I liked the some of the modification, like the um the first modification was okay. I don't know what about it was okay, but I think the first one's okay because it's like it, it it's just kind of like watching like I don't know ER or like whatever like one of those doctors shows on TV, you know, where they show like the surgery. Ah, oh. you know, so like that, like that kind of just was like a basic surgery, I guess. But like, was that the one on the on the blonde chick? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, where they yeah. where they make her look like a doll. Yes, yes, yes. Who could? Yes, I was gonna say who could forget, but I did. Um, uh, so the the story of this particular motion picture, um, Mary is a student surgeon, and she becomes a surgeon, and she sort of does, you know, she does wacky shit as a surgeon, you know, she uh. I really didn't need to see that guy's penis. What I did, you know. Um, My penis. I... <laughs> this is another Ben Affleck. No, like because like he, he asked for like. Oh no! Uh, it was close. Yeah, no, it was, this was like proper. It was up close and personal for sure. And so, I mean, she's raped. You know, discuss. Well, I mean, like, it's like, like, kind of like, like, rape revenge stories aren't exactly like anything new. It's been sure. common for a long time. I don't, I don't know what the first one was. I think, I think I spit on your grave is one of the most famous ones. Um, I don't think I've really seen. Have I? I, I, I can't recall if I've seen it. Even like, it's um, I don't know. It's a genre itself of horror, I guess. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's an interesting genre where like, cause like. You're obviously meant to like feel you're you're meant to support the main character and their 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 revenge arc and whatever, but then like they often encounter this problem of like when they become the um uh, what do you call it like like it's like like they become the perpetrator of violence as well. So like you know when it creates this whole like moral ambiguity with the character, it it becomes like you know uh, it it becomes a whole lot messier, and that's kind of what sure. Mary is you know where she's like body modding is one thing and then you know getting back at a at a um abuser is another thing but then she also just bashes a random security guard and then she starts threatening the girls around the club and it's like well you know you know this is meant to be part of the dark path into falling into that kind of thing but like um yeah no, i don't know the way it went with it. that's a good point that's the only like glimpse of thematic intrigue i could sort of grab onto was that conversation she had with the I don't know that other guy is in the club. Like he looks like a bikey, um, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah, uh, so this person robbed, went, it broke into my mum's house and abused her or something." I don't know. And, and, uh, and yes, yes. So I, I thought the whole point. I thought he was getting at that, like, your she's no like better than them because she's just doing equally awful things to them as revenge, you know. But then he sort of came around and he was just like, "Oh yeah, so what you're doing is completely justified." I'm like, "Yeah, okay." 
but I, I guess that she's meant to sort of have second, like, is she meant to be reflective of that though? Like the thought I had, or I don't know if I really got that from her. I never got a whole lot of like regret out of her. You know what I mean? I didn't pick up on any kind of remorse. So anyway, yeah. So uh, I mean, the scene where she's raped is very disturbing, but it's just the it's just one of those for me. Like you can see it coming a mile away. It's oh, yeah. just sort of like, oh, you're so she's going to this dodgy party and everyone's really creepy. Oh, and uh, it just screams shock value stuff, you know, to me anyway. It just screamed like, let's just have this really intense scene that's like going to really mess with the audience. It's just, it just, it felt so shallow to me, you know. It's sort of just, oh, it's disturbing by default based on what's literally happening, you know, and, and it's like, okay. Cool, and it just felt, it just felt so unearned, you know. I just had no investment in the in these characters or the situation, and then it happens. I'm like, okay, well, cheers, movie. I really appreciate you doing that. And then, sort of never justifies itself, in my opinion. But mm. she gets her revenge yeah. like immediately. Does she like immediately go and like mess with the mess the dude up? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you, Fitzy. I was just gonna say that when, like, when she's at the party, that there's a really weird exchange with that doctor, the Asian doctor. Yes, that was really bad. That was like that was awful. Like, what was? What is the dialogue? What is the? Yeah, just the zany. The direction of these actors is just. Well, this is kind of like just in, in like. This is what the directors do. They do do shock value stuff. They do, they, you know, they are known for the films of like, you know, they've got a segment in ABCs of Death and they've got, they, they, they do a lot of this kind of weird shit. So, mm. I mean, like, you know, when you go into their movies, I guess you kind of expect to have that, but for you, for first timers, you know, you yeah. don't know what we're getting into so much. So, I guess. And also, yeah, I mean, if that's what they do, I, I guess cool it has an audience i just can't stand it i just really it's not uh my idea of engaging content personally you know but that's cool because yeah they did seem to have a lot of other credits on similar looking things um but speaking of the directors there is something wholesome to come out of this film guys uh the the soska soska sisters parents remortgaged their house in order to raise money to finance this film um, it shows. Moreover, both parents make cameo appearances in the movie. Doesn't say what, what where they are. Maybe they were the lead act. Maybe they were like important roles, and that's why the acting's so bad. But I don't. <laughs> maybe he, he, the dad was the the, the surgeon. I'm just, I just, he's probably not. But no, anyway. I say the mum was probably the voice on the phone, and say the dad was probably one of the security, <laughs> like the like the the um the, the security people. <laughs> Oh, the mum was definitely the voice on the phone while the scene because that was awful. That was the that was just the worst voice acting that uh, anyone could conceive right there. But I am glad that there's something. It's wholesome, guys. You know, don't you love wholesome th- stories like that? Could you actually remortgage your house on a on a film like this though? Like, like absolutely not. But they're supportive. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Well, that's it. They, the parents have their kids back every step of the way there on that one. So I wonder if they, they might – I wonder if they like the film, probably. They probably do. I mean, the only other question I have – actually, no, it's not the only other. Um, but 
why the why are the scenes so long? Why do they why do the characters just talk forever and say nothing in this movie? Constantly. Okay. There was a there was the scene where she you know the scene where she sat down and talked to the, the twin twins with the terrible German accent? That was the directors, wasn't it? That was the directors. Was that the directors? Yes. Oh, they're terrible. Actors. Um anyway. That scene went, uh, 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 I guys, that scene went for six minutes. I looked, it went for six minutes. They just talked for six fucking minutes. And they said, what did they talk about? I don't know. Why were they in the movie? Oh, great question, Zach. Great question. I don't know. There was that scene where the, 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 the bar owner hallucinates about uh, Mary, like strip dancing in front of him. We get it. It's a dream. It's a hallucination sequence. It went for like three minutes before mm. they finally cut back to, oh, God, guess what? Holy swerve. Dude, those things are meant to go for 20 seconds. Why did it, Why was it so long? Why was it so unbearable to view? Yeah, you know? I didn't notice that. I was like, no, this is still gone. Oh, man. It happens a lot in this particular film. What did you think of the score, Jaden? Well, I was I was I was gonna I was, I was gonna wait for you to bring that up because I wasn't sure. Because um, I saw a bit of praise for it afterwards, saying it's like kind of a decent part of the film, and like I I I, I didn't really. I mean, like it was it was interesting. It was adverse to a traditional score, but I guess that's kind of what you'd expect from a film of this type. Um, was it? Was it? Was it? Am I, I think? Am I thinking of the same thing, or am I thinking of like? Just like background music that I took as the as the as part of the score. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what are you thinking of? Well, I, I don't know. I I, I guess because <laughs> now I'm doubting myself. Am, am I actually thinking about the score? Or am I just thinking about a random song I heard in the film? Because there were definitely song choices. There were definitely song choices in this movie. If if you're saying that those were inter- that those were different. Then I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know what I'm talking about. Then I guess maybe there could be interesting music. There could not be. I guess. Um, <laughs> I guess I need to rewatch. Yeah, do a rewatch for me right now, please. Uh, did you notice the sound at all, Fitzy? Because I thought the score was atrocious, personally. I noticed the music, like the score, like played at really weird times. Like it felt really. Uh, if I really like off, like the music would play before something bad would happen or something, and it would just be like too early. You know, like what, what, like because I think people are like you're psychologically conditioned to like, you know, like be invested in the music at certain points, and with this, it's kind of like it's like they put the whole, you know, the music of the audio bar like back, you know, five seconds, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I felt weird a lot of the time. At some point in the edit, someone accidentally dragged it back five seconds, and no Mm. one noticed. Mm. Yeah, there was something. Okay, so like I I did realize that I had to look at the I had to look on Spotify for like things, Um, but like a cool thing with with the with the score was the use of Ave Maria when she was doing her little operations. Oh yeah, and how like um like as she becomes more proficient the performance of the song also becomes better. 
Like it kind of starts out as a beginner standard and intermediate standard and then a professional standard of like performing the oh. song. I did I did recognize that and then yeah okay there you go that's oh it also uses the American Psycho theme as well from the start of from the start of that movie does it I mean, it's called American Mary kind of it's oh yeah sure <laughs> oh okay so no, uses like, so- yeah, like in a surgery thing I think as well. So are you saying, Jane, that they they like they reuse that same song three different versions of it three times in the movie? I don't know if it's three times, but yeah, they're, they're, or multiple they're, times. Yeah, there's definitely like yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, shit. All right. That Some might, thought did go into it. That might that might they might knock it up a point. You know, they did they did something. They did it. They did something. Good for them. Did you guys? I want to know what hit you in the feels the most. In the, in the film, Fitzy, did you did it really tug at your heartstrings when Nana died? Oh, that was weird. Um, yeah, that was just so like off. A lot of things are just off about the film, you know. Oh yeah. Feels... Oh yeah. Jaden, Jaden, don't forget the most hilarious character death I've ever seen in a movie is that the audience understands she died from Mary deleting her contact in the phone. Do you remember? Oh, I thought that was just like her, like going dark or some shit. Like, like she was like going like completely off the grid, or like she just didn't. uh, No, okay. That's not what I got out of it at all. I don't know. I could be wrong, but she calls. And like, there's no answer, and she clearly has like some reaction to what she's hearing, and then and then she just it just cuts to her deleting the contact. I was like, I, I just thought that was like uh, like a protection thing where like she didn't want like any more like personal contact or anything like that, like in like this kind of like line of work. What did you get? It? Did you think she died, Fitzy? That's mm, not yeah. what I thought. Oh, okay, because she gets a call from Nana. And then she's like, not. she answers it like normally, right? She's like, "Hi, Nana, how are you?" Yeah, and then she's just like shocked or whatever. And then she deletes contact. Yeah, oh. that was that was hysterical. I thought that was hilarious. What a way! What a, what? Oh, just really hit me, you know, deleting the contact. I don't know. Would you? Would I delete the contact? No, I don't think I would. She went right to it, dude. She couldn't delete that contact fast enough. Do you guys know what? Uh, the cop that what his accent was i would have said something british i would have thought so too but it had a bit of like had a bit of kiwi in it maybe really it was kind of it was weird right yeah you know that was a genuine question by the way i was like very curious about that That, like that's like he's kind of like one of the most like kind of made for tv elements i feel like like he, he just kind of like the way he rocks up and he kind of he walks around and questions nothing and then just pisses it off. Like he, like like yeah, him and like the uh, the nightclub owner, like the way that they're used. Like uh, yeah, I don't know. Just reminds me of something like out of like Arrow or something like that. I can yeah, from the bits I've seen, I can see that for sure. I really appreciate the nightclub owner giving me in-depth directions on how to drive to LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that was cool. I mean, was the point of that scene, because had Mary already been stabbed at that point? She had, right? No? Stabbed when? From what? Well, she's, she's stabbed by the husband of... That's at the very end. Is that right? 
Oh, but that's so that's not that hasn't happened yet. No. Okay. No, that just she just dies. So, yeah. so who does she? Who does she fight with in the in the toilet? It's just one of the new hires, isn't it? And like she it intimidates her a bit for no reason. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get it either. So she was just she was just rude. I don't know, because, like, <laughs> cause like she walked in on that person yeah. with um, the nightclub owner, and I'm like, but, like, they don't have, like, like Mary and the nightclub owner don't have any, like, established relationship really beyond, like, I mean, there's kind of, like, something kind of implied, like, sorry, like, 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 that kind of implies that there's interest for, like, between both of them, but, I mean, like, you know, like, because like it kind of almost seems like a jealous type of thing, but like she's definitely not. I don't think. I, I it was just weird. I I didn't because I thought it would be because he was clearly abusing this woman, right? Like yeah. she's there, or like so I thought, she's, I thought it'd be the other way around. Yeah, I thought she Mary had an issue with him then as a result. Yeah, yeah. Then she walks in the toilet and has an issue with her. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get yeah. That. No, I didn't get that at all. Um, and just the way, like, so the, the, I think the reason I'm confused by that element, I mean, that element's just confusing in complete isolation, but then wasn't at this point, like, where we cut to the other the other woman who's whoever, I don't, wait, who's Beatrice? Is she the one that's blonde or not? Or is she the? She is the one that becomes kind of friends with Mary. And has the really weird voice. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. So, but at this point, aren't we like cutting between that and then like the blonde chick with her partner who kills her? Because she dies too at some point. No, that's the that's the end again because that's when the husband stabs her. Right, that's the husband dies. Yeah, but does the husband not stab his own wife before that? Pretty sure. No, there's just a scene. There's just a scene where they, um, he like looks at her body and he's like shocked, and then, and then later, like at the end, she gets the call from Mary gets the call from Beatrice. Yeah, but and Beatrice died too. Yeah, because who? Oh, she didn't die, but she was like, you know, hurt, injured by yeah. the guy. Yeah. So this guy. So the end of the movie is that this guy who I forgot existed because he like doesn't turn up for it. He's like in one scene, I think earlier in the movie, he's, he goes on a murderous rampage because his wife's genitals have been sewed up. Yeah. That's it. That, and that has like no relation at all to anything Mary has been going through throughout the film. Not that, I don't know, to her revenge quest, like, that's the only thing she's been doing. Uh, she sort of resolved that pretty fine. And then, yeah, so then she's hanging out at the club, has this weird altercation with the blonde lady for no reason, and then this guy kills her. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay, I'm so. really glad, I'm really glad that we worked as a team to get that straight. You know, I'm not going to lie, it's not, not the most compelling story. Maybe Catherine Isabel's performance was better than I thought because guess what, guys? Catherine Isabel went to medical school to research her role as Mary. Practically Daniel Dillis. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Would Catherine Isabel have jumped in the big pile of shit in Slumdog Millionaire? <laughs> Would she follow Jared Leto right through? No, maybe not. I just feel like this, like uh, this movie, kind of has like a weird thing of where like you're watching it and it feels like it just goes forever, but then like, kind of in retrospect, I'm like everything kind of happened quite fast. Everything blurs together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But it was, it was a painful viewing experience. It's like an hour and fifty, sure. isn't it? It's like it's it's a decent length. An yeah, the, there's nothing wrong. With, yeah, there's nothing wrong with the length. Other than the fact that it exists. Um, but with the length itself, no. But yeah, this is, I don't know. I just got no joy from this at all, personally. It's like Artemis Fowl. I got joy from Artemis Fowl, you know. Terrible movie, mm. but I got joy from it. Well, I'm done. If you guys are. It's also you didn't have many more pros to discuss? I guess it was less... Good stuff about it than I thought, maybe. I don't know, I was just, I wasn't really, I wouldn't say I liked it anyway, I was just, I was just, you know, watching it. You're just indifferent. This client has a weird letterbox score, doesn't it? Isn't it like a above three average? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure even on IMDb, it's like a 6.3. And like, it's, 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 it's trying to be a cult movie and like, people are giving it that status, but like, it doesn't. I feel like it deserves it. I don't. I mean, I'm. I'm. I've got no expertise in in cult movies, but I would. I would agree. My, my thing with it, because you know, when it was suggested that we watch it, I knew nothing about, it and I don't look into it. But um, it was around when I at the same time I realized this is the worst movie I'd ever seen as I was watching it. Um, I think I had the thing of like, oh. Jaden or Fitzy must have suggested it because they knew it was terrible and we're going to review a terrible movie. Got it. Got it. Okay. And then, so that's where I was at with it. And then I looked at the letterbox score and I was like, oh, um, <laughs> I was like expecting like a, a last evidence situation where they're all piled up on the left side or the, or the reviews uh, for, for the half a star. But so, yeah, but I don't want to, I don't, I, I never want to sour the mood. So I just want to make sure that there's no other positives. For listeners, Jaden's shaking his head. <laughs> One of the things I saw about it was people saying it's an exploitation film without, without feeling exploitive in, in the way that male director ones do. That's not something I understand, nor did I pick up. This feels like full-on exploitation in terms of body, horror, everything. Um, and I just wonder how much leeway people are giving it because of the directors. and like. But even then, because, you know, because then, because this, because like, to give this movie a ten, I feel like you have to be like, you'd have to have like three film degrees or some shit, and like hyper analytical of like, you know, how the directors are infusing their own lives and experience, and like it's, you know, and like how like they're entwining true stories of body horror, like not body, uh, or like body modification, like how it's shining a light on community and stuff like that. I feel like it's to I feel like for people that like truly appreciate this movie probably understand it at a different level than what we do or what we ever want to you know sure sure that's that's really interesting i mean i saw some people saying it was like funny as well or like a satire 
maybe people get that from it. Like with okay. that um sure. surgeon character. Like he had lines that were obviously meant to be funny, but he was his character as a whole was like Yeah. Like yeah. mocking surgeons or like the satire of them or something. Uh, yeah, it's I get that you can analyze it in different ways, I suppose, and those are different those are interesting angles that you highlighted, Jaden, but at the end of the day it's just like you know, it doesn't vibe. I don't. I'm not a believer in the deeper you go with the film, the better it gets necessarily. On an objective level, I mean, like I, if you, I get rewatching movies and getting more out of them and stuff. But in terms of like and an, like reading someone's analysis and then son, suddenly like me feeling like the movie's more for me now or something like, mm. you know what I mean? That's an interesting angle to take, nonetheless, for people who liked it. So, uh, anyway, yeah, let's rip the band-aid off, you know, let's just, let's get going. Fitzy, out of 10, go. Um, I mean, I was going to give it like a five, but we pointed out some negative things. And I don't think I could, I had trouble justifying, I guess, why it was more average than bad, but, so I'll give it a four, but yeah. I get you. I get you. I'm sorry. I never want to be the person who... Make something more negative for someone, Jaden. Yeah, I'll I'll have a big fat two on this one. It's 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 not terrible. I mean, no, no, sorry, it, it is terrible. Um, it's, it's not the worst experience I've had. It's it's no son of the mask, but um. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, there's very little redeeming, and that's just because it's it's not my type of movie. Like just, and you know, I'm someone that likes horror, and I'm and I'm still saying it's not much. I can't imagine how you feel. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, that, that's a great point. That's an important thing to highlight too. Yeah, um, it's a one for me. It's terrible, awful. Um, don't watch it. Or maybe do because other, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to watch and not watch. Spooky Except shouldn't watch it. Didn't it? Uh, just Luke. If you get to this part, just don't watch it. <laughs> Let's get into news chat on this particular episode. Did you – we haven't got anything to say about Adam Warlock, do we? Do you guys? I mean, I'm excited for that, for Will Powder. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great actor, so he'll be fun, you know, seeing him. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. Because this was the character tease. I'm sorry, I didn't even introduce it. So Adam Warlock is a Marvel character. He's being played by Will Poulter in Guardians 3, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That is the character tease at the end of Volume 2, right, if I'm not mistaken? That was so long ago. I don't remember. Okay. What was it? There was a character tease at the end of that I didn't know at the time. But that was so long ago, dude. That movie came out. Four years ago, that's nuts. Over four years ago, um, so I don't know the answer, but there's that. Uh, we got the Scream trailer. Get excited! This is a reboot of Scream. I think, Jaden, tell me more about it because I don't know anything about this. It's a sequel, not a reboot. Cool. Okay, um, they just got rid of the number. Yeah, I, it's yeah, no, it's 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 def- it's a sequel. You know, you've got characters returning. You've got Courtney Cox and um, Neve Campbell, and then the other dude. I forget. 
they're returning as their characters older and wiser and they're so that like so like the trend of scream is that so the people that survived the original kind of keep coming back in the subsequent ones as kind of a mentor for the people that is happening to it again oh that's great um and that just now that happens every time I can't remember Scream 2, but Scream 3 and 4, I'm pretty sure that's like, that's definitely what that's happens. That's funny. That's and funny. like, it, it, it's always, I can't really describe what, without spoiling the original, and I don't want to, like, everything after the original doesn't really matter, because they just, but the original's brilliant and everything, so I don't want to spoil the original, but like, um, I can't explain why they keep coming back, kind of. Um, but I don't know, it looks, you know, they, they tried to bring Scream back in a modern age, and 2011 or whenever it was with Scream 4 and it didn't quite work and now they're trying again um, so is that the last one yeah okay wow it's been um, I don't think this one's going to work I think I'll, I think I think fans of the series will have a fun time with it but I think in a general sense it, it, it's not going to function because it's, it's kind of going down the um, you know, it's, it's just screen with modern technology. Like, you know, the, the trailer shows off she's locking the house and unlocking it with her phone and all that shit. And like, I think I think four tries to do that with like the introduction of like of like these like webcams as like a plot point and stuff like that. So like, um, it just feels like a kind of advancement in that, but like not really like changing anything too much. So like, for people that have watched the first four, they'll probably derive something from it. But for newcomers or just casual viewers or anything like that, uh, it's I don't think it's going to do too well. Mm. Okay. Okay. Fitzy, are you a scream person in any capacity? Oh yeah. I love. I love. I like. I like the three films that I've seen. I mean, the first one is a lot better than the rest of them, but two and three are pretty great too. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I couldn't find four anywhere, and I was gonna pirate it, but then I just forgot about it. So. Oh, so you didn't pirate it? Very good. Very good boy. Um, okay. I mean, I've seen I've seen the scary movie, believe it or not, and never a scary movie. So I don't know if that's. I feel like that's a bad thing. Because that is that it's like a direct parody of Scream, right? It's a parody of a lot of yeah. stuff, but like Scream's like the the main influence. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. It's releasing next right. year. Cool. Okay. And I just there saw that the. Uh, the director's actually directed one of my favorite horror movies, um, Ready or Not. So maybe there's actually a bit more to be excited about than I thought. Hmm. Okay. That's neat. Maybe we should do Scream franchise. There you go. We'll be ready in time for it. There was the Home Sweet Home Alone trailer, which I had the pleasure of viewing just uh, prior to us starting this recording. And, uh, you know, it's a Home Alone reboot that I certainly didn't expect. It's coming out in a few weeks. Uh, so I don't know if uh, Disney's thinking necessarily super highly of it. Going straight to Disney+. Plus. But, Jaden, you had some choice words for this trailer. Did I? Oh, oh yeah. What, what did I say? I think the word was B-A-D. Oh, yeah. Just, it, oh, bad. Oh, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it, just, it just looks bad. I mean, like. Yeah, it it looks like a direct remake of the original with like a British cast, and Ashling B is a mother, and that hurts. She's a great comedian. She's 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 fantastic comedian, um, but um, no, it just does not look good, um, in any way. Personally, it just looks 
it looks like it's marketed towards kids. And I guess that's fair. And I guess maybe that's the thing, you know, maybe we're all just nostalgia merchants and we think it's a lot better than it is, but like the original is probably always more orientated towards kids. Um, but this one looks more so. And yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that, that sort of would be my main point too, is just that it, it looks like a random Disney Plus movie for children and that's fine. You know, nothing wrong with that. But just as a, Homeland's a genuinely good movie, you know. So as a as a follow-up to that, it's sort of like, I mean, and to be fair, it's not like Home Alone is some sort of sacred property. Like there's been uh, straight to DVD Home Alone sequels before too, you know. So it's not, if this being in that vein isn't anything crazy. But I don't know, it was just sort of, I was just sort of surprised it looked exactly like the, it just looks like Home Alone with a British kid. Like, <laughs> like I, I exactly the same and it's something I'm not really interested in watching, but, you know. That's the power of uh, Disney now being merged with Fox. You know, they can put this shit on Disney+. Plus. It's crazy. I can, I'm sorry, I can hear an Uber Eats man right behind me, and he's on his phone. Yeah, I assume it's an Uber Eats man and not a pedophile. It can only be one of the two. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> The worst. Your family. There's there's two kinds of people in this world, you know. Pedophile and the food delivery <laughs> driver. I can't make the distinction between the food delivery driver, pedophile, or my grandfather. So it's you know they're all the they all sound the same. Um, <laughs> wait, what, 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 when did wait what when did your grandfather what? <laughs> Let's get into our highlights of the week. <laughs> Fitzy, what have you been watching? I've been watching this. Scenes from a marriage show that we mentioned a few weeks ago. Oh, of course, of course. Um, yeah, finished finished this week. Um, so new episodes came out every every Monday for us, for Australians. Um, and um, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it's just Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain's show, pretty much. Every week they have, you know, new problems, new drama <laughs> to, to discuss. Um, yeah, you get to know them both very well. Like, you understand their differences. And the whole thing is just basically, you know, Malcolm and Marie, you know. I was, I was actually going to ask that. Yeah, it's just argument. and um, Yeah, like... Episode, like, I think episode three is a little repetitive um, in those terms, but, like, they do, like, develop as people. Um, There's only, like, five episodes, but, you know, because it's only arguments, it's kind of, like, it's good that they, it's, like, admirable, I guess, that they were able to still make it engaging um, with nothing really happening except, you know, just the arguments and the context, the just you know conversations and the context that was provided with those um, conversations. Because like the first four episodes are are pretty much all in the same house, and then most of episode five is. But yeah, like some some of the outside, some things actually you know occurring. So like yeah, I guess that was because of COVID and they show. They did this weird thing at the start of every episode where they like show the production and it's like really fake and weird. But um anyway, yeah, it's 
like for those for the restrictions i guess it's really it's pretty good and um yeah i don't know it's, i think it had some like kind of interesting themes that it was like should you like be happy alone or be with someone and you know those kind of things it was kind of interesting in that sure. respect those are interesting themes I was going to actually, I was going to ask about the Malcolm and Marie comparison just because, I mean, do you like it more than Malcolm and Marie? I, I take it as a yes. Hmm. Well, I don't, it's not really like Malcolm and Marie because they're not, they don't scream, you know, half the time. <laughs> sure. But I but guess into, Malcolm, and Marie, Malcolm and Marie, Malcolm, Malcolm and Marie was like, because like the original, there's a, the original is by the same name um, and already existed. So maybe Malcolm and Marie was like influenced by the original, you know. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about the comparison in terms of sort of being a confined production, a showcase of the, these two great actors sort of just playing off each other, you know, that sort of thing. Obviously the marriage themes, you know. Hmm. Sure. The things to compare, I suppose. Yeah, sure. What have you been watching, Jaden? I don't know, just a few things. Um, watch Free Guy. The, um, oh, yes. Yes, the the, 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 Ryan, the Ryan Reynolds video game movie. It's a, it's, it's very Ready Player One, um, but with Disney IPs. You know, um, it's 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 all about, I mean, I just call it about IP theft and trying to get back your original, you know, it's, it's about the integrity and the importance of original ideas and shit, which is really oh, funny coming cool. from Disney. Because, you know, they're preaching this one second and the next second you've got Cap Shield and a lightsaber in one hand. And, you know. Oh, spoilers. I like that. That's, it. <laughs> uh, that's fucking stupid. Um, that's pretty funny, actually. Um, no, it's, 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 it's an okay movie. Like, it's it's, 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 it's an enjoyable enough time. It is a bit brain dead, I guess. And, like, you know, I th- like, Ryan, like, I think, you know, Ryan Reynolds is starting to, to, to run his, to, to, his, to, his, his effect is running out on me. You know, of playing the same kind of person, you know, like there's because as much as you, you you know, you can change your character's name, but he he ultimately has like the same personality in all the movies he plays, um, and I think that's starting to come become more obvious. And you know, it's it's you know Terry Schwartz, isn't it? So get around that. Um, there's a lot of cringe stuff, like like the, oh, like like because like they tried to like do this thing where they, they infuse like real world like gaming icons, you know, there's like Ninja and Pokemon and you know these famous oh, streamers. Oh right, and, okay. And shit, okay. and like but like the the way like they they integrate it, it's, it's just it's just awkward. It, it feels so <laughs> awkward and like because like because oh, I, I don't know, it, it's about. So beyond it being about IP theft, which is kind of like the message, it, you know, the story is actually about this NPC that becomes aware and like he, he the NPC wants to play the good guy, and like because of that, the, like they, they give like the the streamers a lot of cringe lines regarding like the role of NPCs and maybe we should all be the good guy or some shit like that, and like it's I don't know, um, but it does it, it yeah, it's a fun watch, but like it, it's not a great watch necessarily, um, but yeah. <laughs> That sounds really funny. I was going to ask, like, how I know at least from the trailer, it seemed to really play up the idea of it being, you know, like, oh look, guys, where he's in a video game. You're like, how outside of the streamers, are they interesting 
like cameos and references outside of the ones you mentioned? Like, does it tie into other game IPs in cool ways? Or the uh, the video game company is called Tsunami. Okay. Which kind of sounds like Konami, I guess. Um, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't <laughs> um, mind that. Konami's um, in Japan. Yeah, that's too that's, soon. That's correct. It's, um, I don't think there are any other really like video gaming type of things. Okay. I, I was going to ask this because I feel like Terry Schwartz is such a specific thing that maybe like there'd be other things like that that would pique my interest. You know. You see, you see it twice. It's great. She uh, she she does play an IGN yeah. reporter, so um, you know. God, I oh, so IGN, wow. Yeah, there, there wow. even is reference to IGN. It's wild. Okay, All right. very good, very good. Um, I was curious about that because it did come to Disney Plus, I saw, so that's neat. All right, uh, I watched Jumper. It's a film with Hayden Christensen directed by my favourite director, Doug Liman, um, and it, it's it's a film it's uh, it's like, you know, your high-budget action premise. Hayden Christensen is a teleporter. And I was curious in this because I'd, uh, about this film because I'd seen it, you know, around and I saw it come to Netflix and I was curious. It only goes for an hour and 28 minutes. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, I like that. And uh, I was also curious because I feel like I know a lot about Hayden Christensen only having ever seen him in two films. So I sort of wanted to sort of expand my Hayden horizons, if you will. You can coin that term now. There's a bit of alliteration there, the Hayden horizons. And uh, so I wanted to watch this film, see if I like him as an actor. And because let's be real, like I can't really tell in in Attack of the Clones because everyone's bad in that movie, so I can't really tell if he's bad, you know what I mean? Um, So I wanted to- Everyone's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I like, you know, Ian McDermott. He's cool. Um, but Natalie Portman's bad, and I think that sort of says something, you know. That's sort of the point. Um, so, anyway, I wanted to find out if I like Hayden Christensen as an actor, and the answer is I still don't know because Doug Lyman's direction is also really bad and everyone's bad in this movie. Um, Samuel L. Jackson's bad in the movie, you know. Um, maybe not too unlike Attack of the Clones. Um, bloody uh, our favourite or at least my favourite actor from my favourite film, Jamie Bell is in this movie as a prominent character, and uh, he's not good. It's 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 one of those things where I feel like I should like this movie. You know, I'm all for high-budget action films that have like a sci-fi premise concept. I like that kind of stuff, but this movie just felt like it felt like the story needed. It felt like so much, this movie, like there were so many things cut out of it just watching it. Like you can sort of, it's one of those things where it's unfortunate you can just tell. Like, well, they've really cramped. The characters just go places and do things that don't really make a lot of sense, leaps in logic that you sort of can bridge. But you sort of get the vibe there were like deleted scenes there and there and there. And they sort of, because let's be real, there was no way the original cut of this film was an hour and 28 minutes. So that's, that is a condensed, condensed film right there. So I just got the vibe that the real thing was two hours and 15 minutes and they didn't have a lot of faith in it, so they shortened the shit out of it. That's just the way it came across to me. So, yeah, not a very good movie. You know, I didn't despise it, but, you know, it wasn't uh, the most entertaining thing. It got worse as it went too, you know, just because those holes start showing the more you go on, I think. But, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson had uh, bleached blonde hair, which was an interesting choice, you know. <laughs>
All right, now we hand the show over to you with our question of the show. Last week we asked you, what do we ask you? What is your least favourite performance from an actor you like? I think I got it right. Thank you. Aiden said, Chris Hemsworth in Ghostbusters 2017 was pretty painful and haven't seen it, but apparently the Tomorrow War, oh, that's that that's that uh, Amazon movie, was a doozy for Chris Pratt. Bruce Willis is also losing steam in his later movies. I mean, I'm not the biggest Bruce Willis aficionado, but I sort of get that vibe too. Uh, Luke said, I'm going to say it. Oh, no, actually, this was, this was a coincidence. Hayden Christensen's performance in Attack of the Clones is not good. I like his turn to the dark side in Revenge of the Sith, but, man, his acting is doo-doo. I don't like his performance. He's coarse and rough and irritating, and it's emotionless. I'm sure most men hate it, but it's not just the men, but the women. <laughs> and children, too. Yeah. Uh, nice. No, thank you, Luke. No, I appreciate that. I didn't actually put that together that I was going to talk about Jumper and Hayden Christensen, but... I probably could have played into that a bit better, but that's okay. Thank you very much. Andy said, The worst performance from an actor that I kind of like is Seth MacFarlane in A Million Ways to Die in the West. Maybe it's worth noting there are many more actors I like before Seth, of course. Um, Seth is not an Academy Award tier actor at all. However, I find that his voice acting in some animated shows like Family Guy, American Dad, and the Ted films are hilarious and comically relatable. But my God, when he started his own film, I could not stand him. Um, let's see if this works in a sentence. The C word that rhymes with punt acts like we F word that rhymes su- with sucking gives a shit. <laughs> Wait, did Andy write that or did you try and paraphrase? No, he wrote that. No, he oh, wrote okay. that. I was, I was um, like, why are you holding back? Like, okay. No, no. He, uh, um, uh, acts like he gives a shit. Wait, what? Acts like we should give a shit about his character issues and his jokes suck too. He's like the reflection of Brian Griffin from the new seasons of Family Guy. There's so much that reflects how much of an annoying T word that rhymes with with swat. Is swat a word? Like, isn't it swat? Maybe he said. Maybe he says twat. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll have to check that with Indian person. Uh, Seth is as a character and real life. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say it so it makes sense. There's so much that reflects on how much of an annoying twat Seth is as a character and in real life. Okay. Maybe I should stop watching Family Guy. I should prefer Seth behind the recording booth instead of on screen. But yes, I absolutely hated A Million Ways to Die in the West. Thank you, Andy. I've not seen that movie. I feel like I wouldn't like it. But I, I like Seth MacFarlane, though. I mustn't lie. I do yeah, quite like him. I, I, I don't mind it. Like, he's, he's not terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, so did he direct that movie? Is that what Andy's saying? I'm pretty sure he did, like directed, wrote, star. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. What is? You're not going to read Michael's answer two weeks in a row. What was Michael's answer? Me. What was? It? Me, Inferno Avenue. Fuck. What is that? It's it's so Inferno Avenue is just a street that our bus would drive down every day. Okay. And, okay. Like, we okay. made this joke that like we all starred in like a, a a porn on that thing. I thought I was a cameraman. Oh, but, oh know, that's yeah, good. That's, I like that. I like yeah, that. so that's what that was. Yeah. Um. 
Okay, no, but, oh, that's good. I'm, I'm glad we can sort of it's sort of included there as that. No, no, no. Cut. Yeah, no, you have to cut that now because it's not. It's not like no. You, you can't have me explain it all. You have to. Had had you had you said it and then I explained it, it would have been okay. But because it's like this kind of back and forth, no, you have to mm. just has to go. I will definitely cut it. Fitzy, what That's is a lie. Your, your least favorite actor <laughs> in a wait? What? What is your what is your favorite least favorite performance from an actor you really like? Wish I had a more interesting answer. I didn't already talk about it in the show, but looking like looking through, um, uh, like most of the things I could label as bad, that could be like some, you know, oh, this is intentional. I haven't seen it in a while, so I'll just say Nicole Kidman. Uh, in Australia. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Just really, you know, overly like melodramatic to the, you know, to the nth extent. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've already talked about it, so I won't, you know, I won't ramble. Um, but yeah. That's a good choice. Everyone go and listen to the Australia episode for more on that. Uh, my choice is Nicole Kidman in Eyes Wide Shut, believe it or not. That's not my choice. I was hoping for more of a reaction than Fitzy, yeah. Uh, but I I don't know if this is – I think I'd have to think about it more in depth. I'm sure there are better answers or more honest answers for me, but the best I could come up with is Tom Hardy and Venom. Just not not it. He ain't it, you know. He's, he's not good in the movie, in my opinion, you know, and I like Tom Hardy a lot. So that was sort of just the easy choice as a result, you know. He really blows me away in other things. So, Jane, you disapprove? Yeah, no, I think Tom Hardy's here. I think he's a good Eddie Brock, and I think he's a, yeah, I think he's good in that movie. Didn't you like when he jumped in the lobster? I thought that was funny. Hank? Uh, he, did, he did too. You know that was improv? Well, not improv in that. <laughs> like that, that, that he came up with that on set and they had to get a lobster tank that, that was the right size for him. <laughs> good. Yes. What is your answer? I've kind of got two. Uh, like the first one isn't really – the first one's Julian Moore in Hannibal as – because she plays, Cla- she plays oh, Clarice. Oh, right. And, like, it's a fine performance, but she's not a good Clarice, you know. She's no Jodie Foster. And, that, like, that's they, a shame. They, they just go – it's, it's just a weird way the character's gone. And a lot of the character choices, like, you know, like that's just in the writing, obviously. But, like, you know, in my opinion, she didn't fit the role. Um, but that, that's that's a different kind of thing, I guess. But my actual answer would have to be Michael Fassbender in, in The Snowman. And, like, oh, while it is a pretty bad movie overall, his performance is no better. Like, because it usually, you know, they'll be like, oh, yeah, at least this, he, he tried his best. He, he, he gave it his all or whatever. But it's, it's not. It's such a tired and such an unpassionate kind of performance. He kind of, he, he looks like he just kind of showed up on the set, red line, didn't do much. And like he, you know, his character is kind of like that drunk policeman kind of thing. But like, even then, he still seems so out of it and kind of unengaged with what he's making. Um, and yeah, just 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 not just not a convincing performance from him. So yeah, mm. is he at least doing one of his amazing accents? I can't remember. I can't because like, cause like you know how he has that like that unique like German Irish type thing that he's got going. Yeah, because it's like a skin because it's set in Scandinavia. I'm not sure if he put on oh. like a. I'm not sure. I can't remember if he put on like a bit more of like a kind of Norwegian accent, or if he just used what he has because like it kind of <laughs> almost fits. All, all the Yankees will think it's the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe maybe I could have said him in Assassin's Creed. I don't know. I can't. I like Michael Fassbender. I like you too much, Michael. That was a point like of question. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Forget about it. Um, as always, we'd love you to submit your questions, thoughts, reviews uh, for next week's film in the YouTube comment section. Send us a DM on Instagram or write in via the Discord, just like everyone did today that we read out. Lovely people. Thank you. Or didn't read out in Michael's case. Uh, the question we'll be asking you next week and reading out your answers at the end of next week's show is, what is your favourite Adam Sandler movie? Let us know. That's it for this week's episode of Cinema Effect. But speaking of Adam Sandler, Fitzy, what are we watching next week? Mm, we're doing the poll winner, Uncut Gems. Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. <laughs> we're getting violent. Feisty, have um, Yeah. It's a movie. It is. Check it out it on Netflix. Back on top. I'm, I'm interested because... I want to know how you feel about this, Fizzy. This is a movie I didn't think I'd ever want to watch again, but now we're in the situation we are. So I'm curious. I'm not. I'm not dreading it. I'm curious about it because I feel like it is such a. It's an experience the first time. You know, I feel like so much of it relies upon that first viewing. But do you feel similarly? Pre-game thoughts here. Pre-game, pre-game. thoughts. Here. Um. Well, if it if you watch, if it's less. Good on a second time. Does that make it worse of a movie, or like, uh, yeah, if it, not if, necessarily. Yeah. Like, I don't think so. But like, I don't know. It's an interesting question. I guess. I'm sure we'll tackle it next time. And Jaden's ever seen it, so that's when the conversation will be. Is it a thousand percent? I promise you, without doubt, will be incredible. An incredible conversation we're going to have. So check it out. Uh, all right. Appreciate everyone tuning in. Appreciate you guys for joining me as always. Have a great rest of your week, listener, and goodbye.